Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. Um, I felt absolutely compelled to get on the microphone and give you guys another episode because I had a great conversation with one of my students last night and we were talking about discipline, what it is, where it comes from, how to build it and how to develop it. And this is something that I feel a lot of people, they get wrong is people have this misconception about discipline, you know, what it is, where it comes from, how to build it. And they think that there's almost like this curtain that gets put in front of them, like it's something that you either have or you don't. And first and foremost, that comes from the type of mindset that you have, whether you are somebody who has a fixed mindset, you believe, okay, this is how I was built, this is how I was born, I've either got it or I don't. Or if you're somebody who has a growth mindset, somebody who is open-minded and acknowledges, okay, I might be here, but I'm willing to learn and grow and improve and I can get better. So that's the first thing you have to decide, well not decide, you have to acknowledge which type of mindset you have uh, when it comes to discipline. Uh, I am very much in the camp of you can build it, you can mold it, you can sculpt it and develop it and build it from you know weak to strong and anywhere along that kind of spectrum. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is the fact that discipline is a perishable trait. So what I mean by that is, is it something that you can build, you can grow it, you can develop it, but it's also something that can disappear and fall away if you don't work at it, okay? The way I define self-discipline, first of all, it comes from within. The word self implies that it's within you, okay? I can't give you, it's not like a product or something that I can hand you in person and say, here's more discipline. You have to develop it and build it internally. Okay, and there's de- there's lots of different ways we can go about it. So first and foremost, understand self-discipline comes from you, not anybody else. Okay, sure, you can gain inspiration and motivation to help drive it. Those are extrinsic, so they come externally. But self-discipline comes from within you. Okay, nobody else can give that to you. You've got to find ways to forge and cultivate that from the inside out. But the way I'd like to define discipline is the ability to do what you need to do regardless of how you feel about it. So if you take that literally, okay, understand that on your journey to get stronger, get fitter, get leaner, whatever your physical goal is, uh, there's going to be things that you don't enjoy doing. All right? It means that you take the right actions, behaviors, choices, and decisions for the goals that you have, irrespective of your feelings. This means your feelings don't get a vote. They don't get to put their hand up and say, "Uh, I don't feel, Jesse, I don't feel like doing that. And then you say, okay, roger that, I'm not gonna do it then. Um, In terms of self-discipline, that can't happen. You cannot allow that to be part of even the conversation or part of the equation. I want you to really reflect on what that truly means, okay? Reflect on what I just said. 
Discipline is taking the right actions, behaviors, choices, and decisions for the goals that you have, irrespective of your feelings. The feelings are there. That's fine. Acknowledge it. Roger that. Understand that. And then do the work in its entirety, despite what emotions that brings up or how it makes you feel. That's what discipline is in its essence, in its true form. Is okay, I have to do A, B, C. I don't feel like doing A, B, C. Well, tough shit. Do it anyway. That's really what it comes down to. I have these items, I have this list of things that I need to do. I don't want to do them, but I'm going to do them anyway. So the feelings are over here. Yep, cool, Roger, understood. And then you go and do the thing anyway. So you're separating the feeling and the emotion from the actions and the outcomes. You see how that works. The two don't have to coexist. But what I want you guys to understand is this. This is really important. Please listen. Building your mental strength is parallel to building your physical strength and the muscles that go along with it. They require constant attention, constant work, constant stimulation, and overload in order to grow stronger and become more powerful, just like you would do in the gym or in the weight room. All right, if you wanna get stronger, you have to progressively overload your body. You have to lift heavier than you previously did. You have to do more reps than previous. You have to expose the body uh, for more time under tension. If you keep giving your body what you've always given it, it's not going to adapt, it's not going to grow, it's not going to change because you've given it no reason to. Discipline is very much a use it or lose it thing. All right, it is 100% true. Now I want to talk about the word perishable. Discipline is a perishable trait. What I mean by this is that it is subject to decay, ruin, or destruction. That is the literal definition of perishable. Subject to decay, ruin, or destruction. Now you tell me, if discipline is something you want to cultivate and have more of, and you understand that it is perishable, it is something that can either decay, ruin, or basically be destroyed, what does that imply? It implies that you have to work at it daily, all right? And when, when I use these words, perishable, the main thing you have to understand is the actual definition itself, okay? I try to be very precise with my word selection, with the words that I use, because everything has a meaning. And it's important to understand that meaning first and foremost before we start acting on it, all right? Now, when it comes to discipline, understand this. You don't get lean by eating well once. You don't get strong by lifting weights once. You don't get fit by doing cardio once. You don't get smart by reading pages of a book once. You don't develop discipline by doing something hard once. It requires constant input and a repeated exposure to that stimulus or stimuli, multiple exposures of multiple things, okay? This means every single day and every single week. And this is where, unfortunately, most people fuck up, is they're not willing to do that. You're not willing to do that. 
And do you know why? Because it's hard. So if anybody has told you, any influencer or person on the social medias has told you, oh, developing discipline's easy, they're full of fucking shit, first and foremost. But this is the, this is the separator. What I'm about to say is the separator between you and the people you aspire to be like, the people who are perhaps the most disciplined people that you know in your circle, or the most disciplined people in the world that you look to and you know you read about, and you think, fuck, I wanna have what they've got. How do I get that, all right? The separator is this. These people you aspire to be more like, and the habits that you wanna cultivate that are like those people. They understand it's hard. They acknowledge it's hard, and they do it anyway. So they, they're not negotiating with the fact, they're not bitching and moaning and complaining, oh, it's hard for me. They've already crossed that bridge. They have well and truly crossed that bridge many weeks, months, or years ago. It's still fucking hard for them, but they made a decision long ago to say, hey, it's hard, cool. Yep, whatever, I'm still gonna do the thing. Again, they've detached their emotions from their actions. And they'll tell you that. They'll be upfront with you about it as well. They'll say, yeah, you know, taking a cold shower. Do I like it? No. Do I enjoy the result? Yes. Do I, you know, enjoy eating lean protein and, you know, quality carbohydrates? Not all the time, but I do it anyway because the results outweigh, you know, what the alternative is of eating like a fat piece of shit or, you know, choosing comfort foods or going through McDonald's or ordering Uber Eats. Like they'll tell you these things up front. It's, it's not like they're from fucking a different planet and doing hard things is easy for them. No, no, it's, it's still hard for them. They've just done it so many fucking times at, that it becomes part of their nature. It's just what they do. But if you're not at that point, understand Yes, there is going to be that sensation of, okay, fuck, this is really hard. But like I said, the more you do these things, the more you challenge yourself and you put yourself through discomfort and you overcome obstacles, the less daunting they become. You become desensitized to that stimulus. All right, it comes down to your perception. If you have never, all right, let's give it. A, let's give a really quick example. If you've never done cold showers before, and I say to you, "Hey, I want you to go and do cold showers," your brain, your mind is immediately thinking, "Fuck that! There's no way I can do cold showers." And this is part of the conversation that I had yesterday. Is it that you can't take the cold shower, or that you won't take the cold shower, because I can pretty much guarantee you know how to turn the tap to cold. You've turned the cold tap on before many fucking times. So it's not that you can't do it, it's that you won't do it. The level of discomfort in your brain is so heightened, is at such a level that you're like, no, no, no. Your brain is at that fight or flight stage. It's like, nope, can't do it. That's your dialogue. I can't do it. You have no proof, right? You have convinced yourself of something. You know how to turn the tap to cold. You're choosing not to do it. It's a decision, all right? 
I take cold showers every morning. Do I like it? Fuck no. Especially as we're coming into winter, these cold, these cold mornings, that shit's bitterly cold. All right? But for me, I do it because the outcome, the benefit, the result, outweighs that short-term pain and discomfort. That's why I do it. That's why I do hard things, is because after I've done it, I feel good about myself. I said I was gonna do this, and I did it. And I feel better for it. That's the way you've gotta start looking at things. All right, the people with the most discipline, they know it's not always gonna be fun, enjoyable, or exciting, and yet they still do the thing. And the reason that they do the thing that they most want to avoid is because the result and the payoff is greater than the short-term suffering. Your problem is that you don't see that yet. All right? And the way we get around that is by looking at the flip side, is actually searching for, probing, and looking for the positives. And if you say, well, there's no, Jesse, there's no positives to doing a cold shower. It's just, it's just all shit. It's all cold, it's uncomfortable, it makes me shiver and I don't like it. I prefer a hot shower. Again, you're closing off the door, the gateway to the benefits because you don't want to search for them. But if you actually look at, all right, why do people do it? Okay, I personally do it because it helps wake me up. It makes me alert. All right, so if this is you, there's, there's gonna be things in your life that you know you're avoiding. You know you should be going to the gym more frequently. You know you should be eating better foods. You know you should be getting to bed earlier. You know you should be eating more protein. You know you should be pushing yourself with the weights more, doing more reps, lifting the next weight that you're shit scared of. And the reason you're not doing it is because you're only looking at the bad. You only see the negatives. You only acknowledge the difficulty. What I like to call the suck factor, okay? Look at the end result. What is going through that discomfort going to give you? What is having a greater level of discipline going to give you in one week's time, one month's time, or one year's time? You've never thought about it. You're very much in the short-term thinking, the here and the now. I don't wanna do a cold shower, it's too fucking cold, it's too uncomfortable. And then when you're faced with a somewhat difficult decision, you know, morning tea time comes around and Sally brought in a cupcake for everybody. You've got no willpower, you've got no fucking discipline, so you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna have the muffin. I'm gonna have that cupcake. Because I've got no fucking discipline. Because you didn't develop it. When you are forced into a T-junction, when you get to a fork in the road, all right, when you get to a fork in the road and you have to decide, do I do the easy thing or do I do the hard thing? Ask yourself, which one has the bigger payoff? I'm not talking here and now, this is where you get stuck. This is why your discipline is so low because you always think the easy thing is the easy thing. It's more comfortable here and now. So I'm just gonna do that. The long-term, fuck the long-term. Tomorrow, that's that's Jesse's problem tomorrow. He can deal with that. That's your fucking problem. Stop worrying about the here and the now. Concentrate on what the long-term benefit and the result is going to be by doing the hard thing, by developing the discipline. 
If you do that, and you complete that task, you can give yourself a big old pat on the back and say, fuck, I chose the hard thing. I didn't like it, but I did it. Tick goes on the board. You have just developed your discipline muscle. And you can feel good about that. You can rack that up on your habit tracker, on your scorecard and be like, yes, I have something to actually show for my efforts versus I took the easy way out. I did the bad thing and uh, yeah, I feel shit for it. Those are your options. So you gotta look at the compounding effect of stacking wins and growing your discipline muscle because that's exactly what it is. It's a fucking muscle. Okay, it's not visible, you can't see it. It's internal, it's in your fucking head, it's in your brain. Okay, the internal dialogue, your self-talk, all of this shit is some is things that these are things you can rewire. Okay, if you're currently hardwired to avoid dis, uh, discomfort, that's all you're ever going to do until you break that cycle, until you have a pattern interrupt that says, "Hey, uh, I'm actually being a bit of a pussy here. I'm being a bit of a soft cock. I'm being weak here. I need to actually do something about it." Does that make sense? Because if you don't have that pattern interrupt, if you never call yourself out on your bullshit and be like, hey, why do I keep making the same mistakes? Why do I keep taking the easy way out? Until you get to that point, nothing's going to change. Mentally, nothing's going to change. And if nothing changes mentally in your brain and in the choices you make, nothing's going to change with your outcomes. You won't get any better progress. You're not gonna have any better results because your decisions are gonna be the same old fucking decisions you're used to. Weak ass, soft ass decisions, void of discipline. Discipline is a perishable trait. Just because you did something once, doesn't mean you get to keep it. There's a quote that embodies this to a T. Success isn't owned, it's leased. And the rent is due every day. That's discipline in a nutshell. Every day, blank slate. Zero is on the scorecard. Then you've got to stack those wins up, one at a time. The more wins that you get and that you put on the board, the better. The more progress you'll see, the quicker the results will be, and the more change that you will notice both physically in, in the body, what you see in the mirror, and also internally in the brain, how you think, the decisions you make, and the actions you take. That's what discipline is, it's a perishable trait. If you work at it, it builds, it grows, it gets better. If you don't, it disappears and it wastes away. And the last thing I'm gonna go through here, guys, just to really paint this picture, some of you may or may not have experienced this, <coughs> Um, when I was, I think, 16, maybe 17 years old, I had a, a moped license. So a little scooter, little meh meh. And uh, that's how I would get to my uh, my work. I was a, a part-time kitchen hand at the time. So I would, you know, I would wait tables. I would clear people's, you know, tables at, uh, at the little motel that I was working at. You know, I'd wash dishes and all that fun stuff. And um, anyway, I was, I was on the scooter. And uh, it was a Sunday, I was traveling home from my shift, and it was raining. So I had my rain jacket on, and I was coming up to a roundabout. 
and I was accelerating and I was braked. Okay, yep, that car's going by. I waited my turn, I was giving way. And I was turning around the roundabout and I accelerated a little bit too early. And the roads were slippy. And I've hit the accelerator just a touch too early. The back wheels come out from underneath me and I've hit the pavement. I've slid along the ground, scooters, you know, scraped along the, along the road and I'm laying on the floor in a heap. I was a bit shaken up and, uh, you know, I was like, fucking hell. You know, I didn't hit anybody, luckily. Um, and I, I was able to walk away from that relatively unscathed. I was pretty shocked and, you know, heart rate was up, blood pressure was fucking through the roof and I was still on, you know, I was pretty jittery. But anyway, I managed to get back up on the on the scooter, on the moped and scooted home. And then I realized when I got home, I was like, fuck, my wrist's pretty sore. Like right just above the bone, just above the uh, the wrist. And it's like uh, on, on your thumb side, that bone that comes down between the wrist and the elbow on the thumb side, that's called the radius. Okay, I had this real sharp, I had this like kind of like a, not a sharp pain, but like a nagging, throbbing pain. And I couldn't actually have my lunch. I couldn't actually pick up a, a fork or a spoon. And I had to get, uh, I think my mum actually fed me that lunch. Can't remember what it was, but I couldn't actually hold the uh, the utensil. Long story short, I played uh, a game and a half of football that afternoon and it was still fucking sore. Really, really sore. So got some scans on it, got x-rayed, and uh, I had a hairline fracture, or green stick fracture, I think they called it, of uh, of my wrist. So I had to get a cast put on it, okay? And if you've never had a cast put on your body, if you've never broken a body or um, fractured anything, let me explain how it works. They put a cast on your body to immobilize it. So you physically cannot move it. So if even if I wanted to um, flex or extend my wrist, I couldn't because there was a plaster on it. It's like fucking cement, basically, to, to put it simply. It's like a cement um, kind of barrier. So you can't move the bones. And that's what it's for, basically, to keep you still. So you can't contract the muscles, you can't move the joints, and you can't you know work that range of motion, whether it's at, you know, depending on the joint. So anyway, this is what happens. You lose mobility, you lose strength, and the muscles, they atrophy. When the muscles atrophy, this literally means that they waste away. They disappear because of in because they are being inactive. They are not being contracted. They are not being utilized. So your body, they get a signal that says, okay, these muscles aren't having to be used. So, okay, cool. Non-essential, we'll, we'll take the energy that would be used to you know keep those muscles and use them for muscle contractions, and they'll just disappear. They'll go from bigger muscles to smaller muscles. They literally waste away. That's what happens, okay? Due to inactivity, due to not being used. And it happens due to circumstance, okay? You've broken a bone or you've got a fracture or the bones need to be reset or whatever it is. The cast physically prevents you from using those muscles and joints. It's not a choice. In order for you to get better, they put a cast on. That's not up for debate. It's forced upon you. In that situation, it is what it is. You can't control it. 
you understand the consequences. Can't move the joint, can't contract the muscles, can't use that range of motion, therefore it is all surplus to requirements, you're not needed, they disappear. End of story. But with discipline, you get to choose if and when you use it. The more you exercise it, and the more you develop it, and the more you work on it, the stronger it becomes. The less you use it, the quicker it disappears, and the weaker your mental muscles become. It's not a matter of you either have it or you don't. The most disciplined people in the world, they will tell you that they have worked so hard to get to that fucking level. And for people who say, oh, they were born that way, they're just gifted, that is the biggest slap in the fucking face you can give somebody. Somebody who has worked for weeks, months, or years to get to such a high level, and then you come along and say, oh, they were just born that way, or they were gifted, or they were handed it to them. That is the biggest slap in the fucking face you can give. That is so disrespectful. If you even knew what they had to go through to get to that level, you'd, you'd be fucking scratching your head. You'd be wondering, Jesus Christ, that's, you would be applauding them. You'd be like, holy shit, that's incredible. I applaud you for that. Not just be like, oh, lucky them. Must be nice. That's so disrespectful. It's not even fucking funny. And like I said, guys, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Discipline is a muscle. Just like in your arm, just like in your legs. If you use it, it gets stronger. If you overload it, it gets bigger. But if you don't, you know the consequences. It'll whittle away, little by little. It'll start disappearing. And before you know it, you have no fucking discipline. Even the smallest, the simplest decisions, you'll start weighing up. And if you don't take the right choice, if you don't make the right decision, that discipline will get even weaker. Make no mistake, guys, discipline is a perishable trait. And perishable means that it is subject to decay, ruin, or destruction. The level of discipline that you have or that you don't have, it's up to you. Nobody else can give it to you. You have to create it. One action, one behavior, one choice, one decision at a time. And it's not any easier or harder for you than somebody else. It's just fucking hard. And you've got to decide whether you're going to go through that hard and get the benefits or not. If you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.